You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Okay, so let's go to the scripture that in the New Testament that uh, tells us what a church building is supposed to look like. Does anybody know what, what scripture that is? Anybody? 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 Crickets? Crickets? Right? Anybody? You know why you don't know where it's at? There ain't one. I'm sorry, ain't. It's not right. But there isn't one, okay? There isn't one. Now, in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 6, God gave Noah specific instructions about that boat he was supposed to build. All right? And uh, God gave Moses specific instruction, actually showed him a pattern of uh, the tabernacle that was supposed to be built. And then Solomon, when he built the temple, God had told David, this is what it's supposed to look like. And there's the scripture references. You can go to the online sermon notes if you want to follow those scripture references as well. So, so, you know, God is saying, okay, do it this way. He's telling this guy, do it this way. He's telling this guy, do it this way. But then Jesus doesn't say one single thing about a church building. The whole time, he doesn't, I don't even know if he even really uses the term building when he talks about the church or his followers or anything like that. He doesn't say one single thing about a church building. Now, why is God all about, I'm going to give you these directions, directions, directions. I mean, look, you know, the boring part of the Old Testament, y'all know it, right? Numbers and Leviticus and all that boring stuff, right? Go ahead. Just admit it. Let's be real, okay? There's nobody here that says, hey, I want to do a study on Numbers and Leviticus, Right? The boring part is because it's all this stuff that God says here, this and this and this. And now we get in the New Testament, and Jesus is birthing his church, and he doesn't tell us what a church building is supposed to look like. Now, why is that? Now, I've got a lot of ideas, and I actually started listing those, and I thought, well, you know, I started having to cut stuff out of my sermon, you know, because I really, I really hadn't had this kind of an opportunity to speak. So I had a lot of stuff I wanted to say, right? And that was one of the things I had to cut out, is all these reasons that I believe. And I'm going to give you one reason that I believe Jesus didn't tell us what a church building is supposed to look like. It is this, because it doesn't matter. The building doesn't matter. What the building looks like doesn't. If it did, have y'all ever been in another church? I mean, if, if you've just been a part of 2911, you've been in three different buildings now, Right? I mean, from, from the first building on Mount Olive Road to the Civic Center to here. So, I, I mean, if it matters what a building looks like, then you and I, we've been, we've been out of God's will at least in two of those buildings because they've been totally different. So what the building looks like does not matter, okay? So here in, uh, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, when Jesus, the very first time Jesus uses this word church, he uses the Greek word ekklesia, or ekklesia, which was the word which means assembly or gathering, okay? That's the word Jesus used when he was talking about you, the church. And it means, it means this. It means getting together, okay? That, that's that's kind of what that word means. But somewhere around the fourth century, this German word, kirche, began to be used. And it really means a building. And so it, it was denoting a place of worship where the church worships. All right, so, so and, and you can look at that in Kircha. Think, think about that. I mean, you can kind of figure out where our word church kind of morphed from that, right? And so what Jesus intended us to be was not a building. That's what we started calling this place, and, and, and we call it that, right? We call it that. I, let me just say this. I, I was going to say this later in my sermon. I'll go ahead and say it right here right now, is please don't call this building a church, okay? And I hope, I, I hope you catch me calling it a church and you can stop me and say, Pastor, this is not a church. 
Okay, it's not a church. This is not a church. It's not a church. I'm looking at the church right now. You are the church. This is a building. You are the church. Uh, also, uh, the Apostle Paul. Now, you know, God spoke through him and, and wrote about half of the New Testament. What did he say about the church and a building? Here, here's, this is, this is kind of weird one right here, this, uh, the scripture right here in Romans chapter 16. It, it, it's not like where he lays it out. It's just, you can just catch it in his language here. Paul says, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. Also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. So this was a church that was meeting in the home. So you got a church and a building. They're not the same thing. The church was meeting in a building. The, a, the church is not the building. The building is not a church. The building is not a church. So, so don't, let's not call it that because it's not that. The church, or the, I'm sorry, the building is just a tool. Okay, I got a list here. I mean, I got, I, and I did this all on one page so that I could hurry through this, okay, because it'll take me a while if I do it one by one. The building is nothing more than a tool. Okay, we'll talk about that in just a quick second. But it is not the Holy of Holies. Now, if, if you're a student of the Word and you get into that Old Testament stuff and the Holy of Holies and all that, I've I known people that they really get in, and this is where we're coming to the Holy of Holies today. Well, we are, but understand, it's not a physical Holy of Holies. I mean, look around you. We're not in the Holy of Holies today. Now, go back and look at the Old Testament. You won't see what it looked like. It was elaborate. You and I probably couldn't even afford to build the Holy of Holies that they built, all right? You know, we, we couldn't afford that. But that's not what Christ is interested in us doing as a church. It's not the Holy of Holies. Now, here's where I'm going to probably make some of you mad unless you follow me. Stay with me, okay? Don't get mad at me right here. But this building is not more holy than a civic center or a school or a movie theater or even a bar that a church uses maybe on weekends for worship services. There's, there's nothing more holy about this brick and mortar and, and wood and, and metal that we use to build our buildings. There is nothing holy about it. Okay, now don't get mad at me. All right, hang with me for just a minute because we're going somewhere. I, I think you'll be happy with where we go with this, okay? Is that this isn't any more holy than that, okay? Uh, it's not venerable, which is kind of a similar thing. It, it's, it's not something that we should adore or we should give our lifelong devotion to, and, and this is the church and protect the church. It's not to be idolized, honored, or loved, and it's not, it does not need protection from other activities. I remember growing up, I would see churches when they would, uh, and it, you know, this is quite a few years ago now, that when um, they would be building a fellowship hall, they would be, build a fellowship hall six feet away from the building of the church. Because we're going to eat in there. We're going to play games in there. And this is the church. And I said, no, that, that's not the church. This is the church. And it doesn't, ma it doesn't matter if the fellowship hall or whatever. The building does not need to be protected from other activities that are going on in that. It's just a building. If you can agree with me, could, could you say that with me? It's just a building. Say it. It's just a building. It's just a building, okay? It's just a building. Then what makes it anything special. Why is it special? Because it does get special to us. You know what makes it special? Is that my next slide? I hope I didn't skip a bunch of that. Yeah, there you go. What makes a building special is what a church does, how the church utilizes, how a church operates in, from, and through that building. Just like a musician with a saxophone. 
I halfway play about three instruments, okay? I said halfway, okay? Y'all don't ask me to come play at your wedding because you don't want me, all right? I halfway play about three instruments, but if I could play one more, I would love to play a sax. I love a sax. I mean, I could, I could sit and listen to a sax all the time. Somebody handed me a sax one day. They handed me a sax, and, and they said, now you push this, push. They had to teach me how to blow in and everything, and all, trying to figure out all that, push this, push. Then, then they started adding in. Some of you, maybe musicians, you know, they had this bar. You had to also hit it and do all this, and, and it's like, you know, I thought, I thought those guys were just getting into it. I didn't know you had to do this to actually play the thing, you know. But when a, a good saxophone player plays a saxophone, there's something special. It's not just music. It goes deeper than music. There is something in it that's, that's deeper than that. It's like an artist using a paintbrush. You know, I can draw a few things, kind of things that I've just learned how to draw. You know, put a circle here and, you know, some triangles, and I can figure out how to draw a few things. But when an artist uses a paintbrush, or a surgeon uses a scalpel, or a chef uses a kitchen, you know, or, or, or a photographer and his camera, you know, or a mechanic in his toolbox, you know, or, or a, a landscaper in his shovel, a, a gardener in his trowel, an author in his pen. Those are tools that they use where they bring something alive and, and something that, you know, I can barely, I mean, you hand me, you hand me a saxophone and, and basically it's just a big old paperweight, you know? I can't do anything else with it. Really, I, I don't know what to do with this because that's all, it, it's just a tool, but it's, today it's in the wrong hands if you handed it to me. But all of those things that I talked about being tools is the same thing as the building is to a church. And if we're not careful, sometimes we can create, we can kind of create just some paperweights. I mean, I've seen a lot of churches that were, they were weighted down by their building. They allowed their building to become so important that they couldn't do the ministry that God wanted them to do. You know, because it's not about the building, it's about the ministry that is going to happen from the building. So what is 2911 going to do with this building? How do we plan to use this building? Well, let me, let me ask you a question. You drove up this morning. If you haven't been here yet, you drove up. You saw the front of this building. It is not a design that is going to draw a whole bunch of churchy people, is it? I mean, people looking for it. Hey, I just, I just want to find somewhere different to go to church than I've been going for a while, so I think I'll try. They're not going to drive by here and say, that looks like it. You know, they're not going to do that. You know, and we got purpose in that. I mean, Staff leaders, we have purpose. We believe this is part of God's purpose. It's for it to not look like, and look around you. We're in a warehouse. That's one of the, that's the word I really like to use for this room because that's what it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's, I, you know, I, I had, I had a friend and uh, he went to a little bitty church one time and, and it was called Temple of Praise. And, and he said, one of the first things he did is he got up in, before the church, he said, come on church, we got to change the name of this. Come on, face it, we are not in a temple. This is not a temple, you know. <laughs> this is a building, but it's not a temple, you know. This is where I, and I love using this word warehouse for this room because I think it helps us keep focused on what this is all about. It's a warehouse with some spaces, some, some rooms over there for, for, for kids and small groups and other meeting spaces over there. That's what this is. So why did we choose to be in this building? We were at the Civic Center for six years. We had everything we needed at the Civic Center 
I was talking to some of the staff yesterday at the Civic Center. I had to go by and pick up something. And one of the guys said, man, I, I, when I first started working here, y'all were already here. And he said, I thought, there's a church meets every weekend. He said, that's got to be crazy. He said, but it worked. He said, I couldn't believe it worked. Yeah, it worked. But something else needs to work. Something else. There's something else going on. A year and a half ago, God began speaking to our staff and our leaders and, and saying, be, start praying. And we started praying. This year, in January, we, we led you into that prayer and said, let's all pray. God's up to something. We don't know what it is. And I, I, I believe God was preparing us in one way. I believe he was preparing us individually for this craziness that we've been going through the last seven months. But I believe he was also preparing us corporately for what he wants to do here. And it's not about changing addresses or moving into a building here's how we plan to use this building we plan to use this this building as a point of connection with our community all right and you're going to hear more and more and more about that if you didn't get to come to open house and you didn't get uh, the, the the open house video that we sent out to those who couldn't come let us know we'd love to send it to you it'll help you see and understand a little bit more of that we plan to use this building as a point of connection to our communities okay we don't we are not in no way are we looking to create a lot more stuff for us to do alone just us that's that's not the reason for this building we didn't want a building so we could we could create more stuff for us to do so that we could be together, just so that we could enjoy one another. That's not the calling and the vision of the church. So we, so we plan to use this building as a point of connecting with the community. We aren't looking to create more stuff for us to do alone as a church. But we are focused on finding as many opportunities as possible to reach someone to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Okay? Every church says that, Pastor, right? Every church agrees with that. Yeah, we, we want to find as many ways as possible. But you know what? what? What do we really do most of the time as a church? We focus on one way. Sunday morning's been our big way, right? It's been our way to reach the community. The problem is community ain't coming on Sunday anymore. I mean, sometimes they would even come on Sunday night back when I was a kid. But they're not coming to that anymore. You know what, we can't, it's, it's like, I think a lot of churches are putting all their eggs in one basket. We are focused on finding as many ways as possible. Not one way, not one service, not one day a week, not one hour of that day, not one big event in the year or in the quarter or the whatever, but finding as many ways as possible to reach as many people as possible that we can introduce to Jesus Christ. That's the reason for this, this building. That's the reason for this building. It's not about anything. I, I, as, as we prayed again the other night, I, I, I wrapped up and said, said, I want us to pray for souls. Because nothing else matters unless we're reaching souls. Nothing else matters unless hearts and lives are being changed, sins are being washed away, people's names are being recorded in heaven for eternity. Nothing else matters matters so don't don't look at a way we're we're looking for as many ways as possible i want you to get that one okay we are focused on finding as many ways as possible 
to reach as many people as possible to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Okay, so I'm wrapping up. I, I, don't, I don't know how your ADD is, but uh, I'm going to ask. <laughs> we may change this next week if your ADD is real bad, okay? I'm going to ask worship team if they'll come on and start moving and making that because they're going to lead us in a final song here in just a moment. And listen, if you got a question about something, text 476-2911. I don't know if they're going to put There it is, right there. If you got a question, text it right now if you haven't already in the service. You can do that any time. And, and I'll try to come back in just a moment and answer any questions that we get, okay? And it could be about anything. Uh, and there may be some questions we get that you've got a, a concern or you've got something going on in your life, and, and we'll talk to you individually. We may, you know, I'm, I might give you a call or something or, or send you a text if that would be good for you, okay? But if you've got a question... Text us, let us know so that we can answer those questions, all right? Let me say this, just before we have a word of prayer and they lead us in a final song, is, that, is, is this. Understand what I'm saying to you, is there is no power in this building, okay? Now, this, this is the good part, all right? There's no power in this building. All that that I've said to you today sounds like I'm saying, well, this building ain't nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, until you and I get here and do something with it. There's no power in this building. There's no anointing in this building. There can be an anointing on this building, but not an anointing from or through this building. Only people have anointings. A building or a, 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 building or a, a vessel or a piece of furniture can be anointed, but only people have anointings. There is no power in this building. There's no anointing in this building. The power is in you because you're the church. The anointing is in you because you're the church. The power to pray and ask God through his Holy Spirit to bring healing into somebody's life is not in this building. It's in you. The power to tell somebody with passion about what Jesus Christ has done and how he saves souls and how he, he changes lives and how he rescues marriages and, and, and pulls people out of alcoholism and drug abuse. It's not in this building. It's in you. It's in me because we are his church. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Bow with me. Let's pray. God, I love you and I thank you again, God. I don't know how many times I've started a prayer just like that in this building already. But today's the first time somebody's heard it because this is their first time here. So I'm praying it again with them, God. I thank you so much for what you have done to this point where you're about to lead us and take us. I thank you, God, that you didn't put your anointing in this building. You're putting your anointing in me, in my church, in my brothers, in my sisters, in my church family. That we are the anointed. You've given us the power and the authority, God, the ability to pray and to call it down, God, and to seek your face and to see awesome things happen for miracles and for deliverance, God, for, for healings, God, for, for, for marriages, God, and for eternal salvation. Thank you, God, that that's in us. And let us, God, let us seek after, God, this, this vision, this, this, this last thing, God, let us seek after as many ways as possible to reach as many people as possible, to introduce them to your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. 
We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.